Wonder about the future and how you'll be working and learning? Welcome to You in 2042, the future of work, with your host, Danielle Wallace. Hello and welcome to another edition of You in 2042, the future of work. Joining me today is Kevin Lacey. Hey there, thanks for having me. I've been um, doing learning development in various forms for, say, about 15 years now and working in a couple different industries. Now I'm primarily focused on e-learning and videos and, you know, digital learning, stuff like that. Uh, and in that time, you see a number of changes happen. What do you think the changes we may see in the future? This would be very interesting to look back on in the future and see how accurate we get this, you know. <laughs> like, I was expecting flying cars by now, right? But <laughs> so... Yeah, so I don't, it's it's so interesting to think about. And this is the stuff I kind of geek out at when we go to conferences and stuff like that and trying to figure out, you know, what skills I'm doing now and what skills I'm developing now that are going to help me in the future and which ones are going to be outdated. So I, I think it seems like um, more in the moment type training. I know it's what we're trying to do now is getting people guidance and training when they need it in the moment of need. So when they're trying to do an application or when they're trying to go through a complicated process, and, uh, and that's always the challenge now because we don't have a lot of mechanisms to do that. I don't know if you're running into that yeah. as well. But, so uh, true. Because we can do these trainings and they're great. I can sit through the training and learn all this information. Could be the best trainer in the world, best content in the world. And I could, you know, really get be jazzed up about it. But then if I don't use that knowledge or need to use that knowledge from six months from now, you know, I've forgotten everything. And, you know, it's hard to recall everything I've learned in a great training session, you know, months right. earlier. So. If we can sort of anticipate, you know, those moment of needs, it's such like the age old question too. So it's imagining that future world where that technology exists already, and then it's yeah. seamless that we can actually provide training in that moment of need. Yeah, and almost anticipating it and having it available, or you know, I'm sure there's gonna be some sort of AI that's gonna be able to kind of create the the training on demand. I'm trying to you know fill out this form, or I'm trying to you know go through this process. Whether it's on a mobile device or on whatever PCs look like at the time, you know, and, you know, I assume there's going to be some sort of AI that's going to be able to generate some sort of guidance based on your custom question. Oh, so. yeah. There's so much there's so much that could be possible that meets the current challenges that we are constrained with. Like these are our constraints and there is emerging technology dabbling in these realms. But I hear your future world is like this is just the way things are. There is AI-enabled course creation and exactly what you need in that moment from a training yeah. perspective. And then also, I think there's going to be some automation, too. So the processes that humans are going through, whether it's step one, step two, step three, you know, you have to remember how to do step one. How do you remember step two? I assume, you know, some of those things are going to be automated where you don't have to go through and remember those steps or need training for those steps. You know, I don't think it's going to eliminate any training, right? It's not like our, our jobs are going to go away as, you know, learning and development people. I think we're just going to have to shift how we're creating the content and how, you know, we're feeding that information into, um, you know, however we're delivering that that content. Um, so more automation in the actual tasks people are doing. Um, but you're also touching upon automation in course creation itself. Right now, we're sort of training towards tasks. I need to teach you how to do X, Y, and Z. Um, and I think there's going to be some sort of, you know, way to kind of automate that and just plug and play, enter in what you need and 
boom, here's some content, here's a video, here's a you know step-by-step -step tutorial, right? But then also I think some of the things that we do have to do or, or our, our learners are gonna have to do will be automated, you know, the, the systems are gonna be able to do it themselves, filling out those forms or filling out a request to do something. I, I think some of the things that we're traditionally training on now, we're not gonna be training on because some of that stuff will be automated. And maybe it's just how to interact with that automation, how to interact with uh, you know the AI that's going to give you guidance, helping the learner interact with that AI. I think that's <laughs> key. What we're training on will change. There's so much that we won't need to. And then it just really reframes what learning professionals need to do. So with that in mind, what would learning development or somebody need to do or stop doing now in order to support that future reality? Right, and that's also kind of another question that you didn't ask, but it's like, oh, is AI going to replace learning development? You know, is it, our jobs going to go away? I don't think that's going to happen. I think we're just going to have to shift and what we're creating content for and offering guidance for is going to shift. So to answer your question, I guess, would be, I think we have to evolve with it. We have to be a little bit more nimble. Speak for myself. I know over the years I've kind of caught myself being very rigid. When I learned kind of instructional design, it was it was like rules. There's a template in place, you follow these guides, like a style guide, and you had to have a certain font, you had to have a certain look and feel, and you had to have branding, which branding's great, that's not gonna go away, but it was almost like a plug and play. Like you could, as long as I had those rules and I had those guidelines in place, I could do instructional design anywhere, in any situation. And you know, as long as I was using those right fonts, putting the right fonts in the same exact bullet order and the right, the moment, I think uh, you know, folks in our world need to break the rules a little bit, and I know you you talk about this a lot with marketing and, and advertising and, and ways to get people's attentions. How do we get people to change behavior? How do we get them to buy products? How do we, you know, there's so much psychology involved. I think we need to you know, tap into that more in the learning world. I think we need to see what's working. What's making people go out and buy that latest iPhone or whatever? What's, you know, how are we grabbing those people's attentions? Try something new. Try something eye-catching. Try something that's going to... Um, tap into emotions, things that aren't black and white, like I think they used to be when we were creating content. So true. And it's moving away from that traditional e-learning model to which seems like it's based on classroom training. Let's start with objectives. Here's the sequence, fill the template, and then you got your conclusion. Instead, what you're saying to really support this future reality, it's thinking new, thinking fresh, and from a pure learner needs standpoint, given the changing world around us, we don't have to base training off of classroom. This is, that's yeah. old anyhow. Breaking that that classroom mindset. And I don't think, you know, all the skills like that I learned and you had learned and we had all learned when we were doing classroom type training or, or if we were creating content for other people to do classroom type training. There's a lot of great skills that we've all built upon and we will continue to build upon. But I do feel like, I know you're looking in the future 20 years, but like going back 20 years, I feel like when, you know, e-learning came out, we were trying to take our classroom experience and we were really good at it. We had all this great, we had our slide decks, we had all our content, we had everything, you know, everything done really well. And we tried to shove it into this, you know, 14 inch computer screen and tried to shove that, that classroom experience into a computer screen. And, you know, when you're doing training for a classroom, you're training to 14 people, 20 people, you know, uh, array of people I think when you're doing like e-learning I think you're you're shifting you're talking to one person looking back at myself like I said is um, I did try to take that classroom experience and shove it into a computer screen 
And I don't think that it translated. I think we needed to evolve a little bit. And I like to think that we have in the classroom, we always talk about like your objectives. What was we're going to talk about today? And go through the schedule for the day and go through, you know, introductions and go through all those different things. And with e-learning, get more to the point. You don't have to list out your objectives. You can just jump into it like a TV commercial would, right? Jump into the information, jump into the content. I love it. And it's completely thinking without the constraints of what has been, which is interesting because we have evolved. So learning's been around for a long time, but yet it has not evolved in its approach. It still is shoving that class into that 14 inch screen, despite the fact that we're talking one on one. So it's bringing in these new ideas, looking at other industries to be able to just totally refresh and reframe how is the best way of communicating with a learner when we do need to communicate with them. Realizing what you've also said is there's so many other training instances where we don't need to train in the future because the work systems themselves are so seamless. With that, what do you think learning and development professionals need to build as skills? I think communication obviously is whether you're communicating visually verbally obviously in, te in text and in written form too but it's going to be less taking that template and following those rules and and i, I think graphic design type skills i was thinking it's like it's culminating everything that you've shared so it's about using the skills to be able to know okay how people learn but it's being able to create the innovation that's mm -hmm. needed to draw in these new uh, insights from other industries using drama, getting right into the point, just creating a fully different experience with other elements at play. And it's completely then disbanding the handcuffs of PowerPoint and classroom training legacy. Oh. And it even further ties to what you said earlier as well about being able to learn to work with AI to create yeah. the training. That's like, you know, Star Trek type stuff to me right now, but maybe in 10 years it won't be. Who knows? Uh, I think you need to be almost learn how to break your own rules, like reinvent yourself in, in the industry because the industry is going to be changing. Everyone likes to think, oh, I am so open to new things. I, I, I try new technologies. I'm very techie. I'm very... I think this is always the resistance to change, even the most tech savvy people. You know, so if we need to break our own rules in this future world, we need to break our own resistance to adopt new things. Ah, I think so. And I kind of say that a little reluctantly because I'm thinking back in my own head of all the different times where I've been reluctant to try something new or not, you know, or kind of write something off and think, oh, what's more than that? That doesn't work. You know, I've been doing training for years. I know how to train. I know how to, you know, I, I think also, well, wait a minute, why not try it this way? Why is it so crazy to, you know, try this new way of doing things or presenting information or new technology, like I said. So I think having that uncom uncomfortable feeling with yourself and conversation with yourself about trying I like that. I like that as a last thought, being able to embrace that discomfort with trying new things in order to adopt this future world where we are, as learning and development professionals, uh, zigging and zagging with new technologies where the AI becomes seamless as well as our, our workforce itself. Kevin, thank you so much for these really unique insights. I love this future peak and it's so fun to ideate 
to what is actually just around the corner, closer than we think. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Oh, thank you. This is awesome. Thank <music> you.